Hello everybody, this is Sam. Just a quick explainer for what this episode is and for a few episodes coming up. Uh, for those of you who don't know, before we were the Brenton Thwaites Hour, we were doing another series called Craigslist, where we watched and reviewed the entire filmography and TVography of the one and only Daniel Craig. And obviously we're very excited at the moment as we are about to be able to watch No Time to Die after... Many, after many, many months of frantic anticipation. And so in celebration of that, we've decided to unlock the final Patreon episodes that have not previously been heard by the general public. We had a Patreon account back when we were doing that series, and on there we were putting his TV appearances and some of his uh, lesser-known, not theatrically released performances. So feel free to skip these ones if it's not what you're into. Um, we will be doing our weekly Brenton Thwaites episodes still as well. But uh, if you want to hear Isaac and I talk shit about some fairly random pieces of media, but which do feature Daniel Craig, then uh, please enjoy. I think we've got about eight of these to uh, release over the next couple of weeks. So uh, that's what's going to be going on there. All right. Thanks very much, guys. Enjoy. Dry martini. Oui, monsieur. Wait. Three measures of Gordon's. One of vodka. Half a measure of quinoa lily. Shake it over rice and then add a thin slice of lemon peel. Eastern European. Okay, I like it. I'll it. Oh, yeah. oh, well. it. It fits. Welcome back to Craig. Welcome. Welcome to List of Craig. <laughs> Welcome. List of Craig. We talk about we talk about Mr. Craig Bond. Mr. Craig Daniels. He Mr. Craig Daniels. He is good. He is good at the shouting and also the punching, but also emotional vulnerability this would get annoying quickly wouldn't it when i think about it he's not given much opportunity to do shouting throughout in his this, vast vast I feel, filmography that I, we have watched i think he 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 gets shouting in there wherever he can though yeah but so. it's not enough eh? he's not given the the chance for range sam i think there's there's range I, I know there's the possibility of range. We should drop the accents because we're going to be perilously close to saying my wife back and forth <laughs> to each other like it's 2006. Did you enjoy Borat? Because I didn't. You know, I didn't, I've never seen the full Borat. It's not fun. I'm much more interested in seeing the new one. I would much prefer to watch Jackass. And I didn't enjoy Jackass even as a teenager. Well, I never watched Jackass either, but I think Borat... I've engaged in some of the Borat discourse with the new <laughs> one coming out, and my understanding is that the original Borat is sort of presented as exploring some of the weird sort of fringes and arcana the, of the back America. The of America. Yeah. Whereas 
since that came out, those fringes and the internet has happened. Those fringes are much more accessible for the rest of us. Yeah, the prevalence of the the, the <laughs> width of the fringe has expanded, and so this new one is apparently a, a, just a much better sort of feat of storytelling as well okay. in terms of how they cobble it together. And uh, Borat's daughter is apparently really good in it. So I'm actually, I mean, I always say I want to watch everything. I need to never. You don't get around to watching it. You haven't watched Stranger Things yet. I haven't watched Stranger Things. I haven't haven't watched The Mandalorian new season. Well, I watched the first episode, actually. No. What the fuck? I don't... We shouldn't talk about it, because it'll just get us off to a sour start. (laughs) (laughs) Afterwards, I want to know why you shook your head just then. I was was infuriated. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's just... We don't have to talk about it right now. I don't want to be sour. This is a good episode. It's just big wormy thing in a cave again. Isn't that exactly what happened in one of the other episodes? Mando nope. has to defeat a monster that comes out of a cave to nope. save the day? Nope. He definitely defeats something that comes out of a cave. Yeah. In episode three of season one, he goes into a cave to defeat something. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like And then ten. after he's defeated it, it's like, okay, now I'll get back to the thing I said was my mission at the start of this episode. That's how, like, an episodic TV show works. Yeah, I don't Yo- think I like episodic TV shows. That's depressing. Because... It's the Mandalorian, Sam. Yeah, I know. And I, I keeps- know. I know that I'm alone in this. <laughs> I know that I'm the only one on this side of the fence. And I don't want to be and over And your side here. of the fence just seems really boring. Well, it's lonely. It's populated with things like Spice World, the Spice Girls movie. Ah, yeah, long-term fan. <laughs> long-term fan. I mean... Or Charlie's Angels, to, full throttle. Hard to overestimate its cultural relevance. The third Ninja Turtles movie from 1993. Yeah, yeah. As someone, you know, as most people who aren't fans of episodic television... We're big fans of the Charlie's Angels movies because that's more our kind of long form well, it's, it's sort of just one piece of entertainment. They don't yeah. go on side tangents. Did you see the new Charlie's Angels? One? I did indeed. Oh man, I don't know why. It, like I, I didn't hate it, but it's not a good movie. No, it's just fun. Like it's fun, but it's not a good movie. But it's what you call fun. It is what I call fun. Which yeah. is it's a, as a fun as watching different. an old Charlie's Angels movie. Because all the actresses in it are great. Everyone's performances yeah. are fine. It's a couple it's of unknowns, though, isn't it? And, not good. And old Stuart. It's got Stuart. It's got Naomi Scott. She's Jasmine from Disney's Aladdin. Okay. And so, she was in the Power Rangers. So just now, no. And the television program filmed on the Gold Coast however many years ago, Terra Nova. Hey, was Brenton in that? I have, no, I don't think I so. I feel like Brenton was in it. I feel like that's a Brenton Thwaitesy thing. It sounds like I think a if someone's Brenton been, Thwaitesy If thing. you're filming something on the Gold Coast 10 years ago, you're getting Brenton Thwaitesy. You have Brenton Thwaitesy, at least as like the hot guy for one episode who disappears. Yeah. 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 In just like an episodic way. So it's kind of disappointing. It's like, oh, who's this character? And then half an hour later, you realize there was no point invested in that. There is definitely, if we're talking back about Mandalorian, which no, we clearly are. No, you're reading that into it. I there is definitely you, that reason to invest in every character. Every single one of them. Even ones from the last season that you thought were just for one episode. Invest, Sam. Invest. I can't. You can. They're on screen for five will. minutes. Nope. That's how Star Wars works. The character of Boba Fett is in three scenes 
in yeah. the entire Star Wars trilogy, yet you beloved and, him. Uh, and you beloved him. I found the belovedness entirely inexplicable. <laughs> I, I like borderline have not known who people are talking about. Like as someone who's not, you know, all the way in on Star Wars, it t- I like I've had to Google it more than once. It's okay. It's okay. Isn't his? Does, isn't he at the end of the first episode? Isn't that? Who's that? Yes, that is, is that is yeah. the actor who plays cool. Boba Fett. Yeah, nailed it. He yeah. played him, and in... he's also clones or something. Well, he played all of the clones. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> he did because <laughs> the clones. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Confusing. Keen. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna try and make myself keep watching it just so I it's... just so I know what's going on. Just because people keep freaking out about it, and I don't like being left out. But every episode is so. good. Oh, it's okay. I love the aesthetic. The aesthetic is good. The I'll soundtrack is much. great. It is a western. And yes, it is I a love sp- western. Proper space western. I want much more Timothy Oliphant. I just he's deaf's coming back. I'm yeah. keen for keen for it. That'll be good. They're going to start shooting the Kenobi show in like January or February. Saw that keen. in Chicago. That's the definite perfect location for Kenobi to take place. Yeah, yeah, great place. Interesting to see how they'll do Tatooine. In January, Chicago. Indoors. Probably indoors. They'll probably I do what they're doing with the whole. Probably um, the. They film most of just Mandalorian. Just green screen the entire with, thing. It's not green screen. They have projectors. Like they actually project the backdrop of scenes and they act in front of it. And oh. it's this huge like, like 360 degree screen that they have. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Okay. Keen. Keen. So they probably do the same thing. All right. Purdy. What are we talking about today? Today we are well. We're, well, we're talking about Daniel Craig. Oh, you might be surprised. Wow! Well. Because this is Craig's list. Hello, everybody. <laughs> welcome, welcome to uh, the baseline level of the podcast, which is Exceptional Thieves. Remember when we were Exceptional Thieves? I do remember that. And we still say we are for some reason. Welcome to Exceptional Thieves. This is a podcast where Isaac and I review and rewrite movies. I'm Sam. I'm technically Isaac. Te- technically, legally, legally, you, I am known still, as Isaac. You're still yeah. Isaac. For tax purposes, I'm Sam and you are Isaac. And this is the latest episode of Craigslist, our special series, where we are watching the entire filmography of the one and only Sir Lord, Britain's best actor, Daniel Craig. Uh, originally to like take our minds off coronavirus and then like in the lead up to No Time to Die. And now we're kind of forgotten why. Now I think in a real sense, we've we're just kind of meandering... Through. We're kind of like when they find Jack Sparrow in the afterlife and he's kind of, just he's, chilling with he's himself. not really aware of what he's doing, just kind of like chasing, what is it, like shell crab versions crab, of himself or something. Crab things, yeah. And there's a million of him. We're that now, I think. Okay. Okay. I don't really We're think down that, the rabbit hole. I think we got past the point of needing a purpose to do this. Yeah. We've it, transcended the, purpose. I think the purpose just is the end. Well, like reaching a point where you can't go further. Well, I think I kind of I've kind of reached a point where we had to sort of let go of the end. You know, you had to stop imagining that there, is there would end. be any finality to this. Well, but not until just, Daniel Craig is dead. No, but we reach weirdly. a plateau, and <laughs> the end is when his next movie comes out. And I'm excited. So yeah, we're doing this in the little no time to die, just because we're massive Craig Easterdors. Obviously, as we presume you are as well for listening. Thanks, Welcome. Man. If you've been enjoying the show, you can connect with us on Twitter at Exceptional Pod or Exceptional Thieves on Instagram. And there's been some great content going up on there lately, just quietly. 
found some great candid photos from behind the scenes of Sharp's Eagle. That was a good You're photo. welcome. You're welcome. 90, that, that, that 90s green that Sean Bean is wearing, you can't get that green anymore. It doesn't <laughs> exist in nature. That's I've been... not seen anyone wearing that shade. It's, I don't even feel like even in America they were wearing it. I guess like in sportswear. The few people that were doing activewear in the 90s, it was very baggy. Adidas and it was that green. Nike. They yes. were the only companies available. Maybe we... Maybe... No, Puma. It was yeah. Puma. Maybe on the like fashionable cycle, that green's going to come back in like a couple of years. We're not there yet, but it's about to it's about to hit. Okay. Are you going to get some? Maybe if I can get that jacket that Sean Bean is wearing exactly, <laughs> and then I can be doing a fun reference whilst also looking up to date. Deaths, deaths and like I've just exercised with trends. We need to make active wear baggy again. That's my slogan. Make uh, it loose. Yeah. So then it's, so then when we're relaxing in it, we're not as sort of... Uh, well, I guess it's not that tight for us. Yeah. What am I complaining about? Exactly. I don't even have active wear. Do you have active wear? I have several pairs of like running skins, but I wear shorts over them. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. y'all don't need to see what's... Running skins to improve your Venus return. Exactly. I've never worn those skins and stuff, and I'm out there exercising. I'm just like, deal with it, body. It's pretty good for being outside at night when it's cold. Just deal with it. Yeah, that's I what could. that's what I say to my legs. I say to, you I, say that you I physically say, say that. I say, to listen you. here, legs. I'm not. I'm not here to. You're mine. I'm not yours. I'm not here to hold my legs' hand <laughs> through this run. Okay. I'm not here to walk my legs to the door. Well, I'm here to run well, my legs to the door because <laughs> we're here to exercise. And so today we are talking about <laughs> um, Archangel, the 2005 television, well, miniseries. BBC. Three episodes. BBC. Three ep. Three, like, 45-minute eps. Mm-hmm. Series Archangel. When I watched it, like every episode that came up, it says episode one, part one. Episode two, part two. Yeah. Episode three, part three. What? That doesn't make sense. The title of episode two is part two and we really <laughs> wanted to make sure you knew that because that really informs the story and starring daniel craig in the lead role of kind of him from the dragon tattoo kind of like a lame version of him from the dragon tattoo i think this guy is cooler than dragon tattoo guy you reckon yeah dragon tattoo does just kind of just but moping th- around and uh, i guess the dragon tattoo guy doesn't do anything heroic i guess no this guy's impacting world events he is he is there he's daniel, on the front line daniel craig plays dr christopher fluke kelso everyone calls him fluke everyone calls him fluke why does that come in important later in the story sam um no no probably in the book because it's based on a book yeah, no, like having luck isn't really a theme, is it? No. He like he is quite lucky. He's, he's exceptionally... To get out of what he gets he into. He has like really good and really bad luck. <laughs> yeah. As a, as a historian, to end up in a cool storyline where you kind of save the world, but then also... Like, it's, like he's, he's a historian, and I feel like this is one of those like airport books that's written for like... People Are there, in- like, men in their 40s who do jobs <laughs> that aren't very action-based 
And it's nice to imagine that maybe your job could lead to action. So it's like maybe. a Clive Cussler book, but if the hero wasn't somewhere in an explorer, mm. the hero is like an accountant somewhere. Well, not even that. It's that, no, you are someone who works in this office in Leeds <laughs> at this university. But if the right set of circumstances came around, you with your current skill set in Leeds could be swept up into this storyline. You don't need to be Indiana Jones. You already possess everything you need. Yeah, it's your. It's a, a different version of a Dan Brown book. Yes, there's lots of Da Vinci yeah. Code energy going on in this. Yeah, they do some discovering of things. Yeah, and finding of heirs. Yeah, lots of heirs and heirlooms and aerators and lots mm. of air stuff. Yes, and yeah, and and, and, and this lets everyone reading or watching it going, yeah, I I kind of am like Tom Hanks. You know, you never. I'm never more than a couple of days and a female sidekick away from running around some foreign city at full pace, trying to <laughs> defeat. You know, trying to solve puzzles in like a, a greatest race, but to save the world. Just assuming that in the thousand years since a statue's been erected, no one's done repairs to it. No, that's why. Yeah, so no one, no one's found the clue in the exact direction. Nothing's been snapped off. You're yeah. safe. Yeah. 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 In the same way, presumably, that fragment of the Death Star has never moved on that planet, allowing people to build a tool that, as long as you stand on the right piece of the hill and hold it up, it somehow works as a map. It's the fucking worst part of the entire thing. It's so and you know, weird. like I'm, I'm an, I'm an idiot, and I was watching the movie. I was like, oh yeah, and then I heard that pointed out. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> That's not anything. No, it's but and you have to stand in that exact point on this rock. Then there's nothing on that rock. Yeah, that she just walks out. into the middle of a field. Like, oh, let's have a look. Oh shit, there it is. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's a critique of something else. Rise of Skywalker. Um, uh, there are many critiques of Rise of Skywalker. There are, but we don't make any of them on our review episode. <laughs> 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 we just say this was, it was fun and it was fine. It was um, fun and fine, but it mm. could have been good as well. Based, so this is based on the 1998 novel of the same name by Robert Harris, noted writer of books like this. And <laughs> international bestseller. So When I saw Harris as the surname, mm-hmm. I got excited because I didn't really read the Robert bit. I skipped over it. I'm like, oh my okay. God. It's written by what's her face who writes the Hannibal books. You caught Harris in your peripheral vision. Yeah. And I'm you like, just surged straight over to that. I'm like hella keen this is going to get horrific or like terrifying. But and then I Would realized good. That I didn't. You could have seen the Charlene? So okay, so sport so spoilers for Archangel. Oh yeah, if you haven't seen it, go out here. It's it's it, on Amazon. It's not bad. It not there's nothing wrong with watching this at all. Mm. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. It's, it's not about that 120 minutes long. You got that time. Yeah. It is just kind of a long film. Watch it. That's it. I think this horror, you could have we woven more horror into this, I think. Definitely. Especially, Especially with, in that third act. In the third act where it's like monster cabin in the woods. Even building in the second up. act, I think you could put a little bit in there if they're being like like overtly hunted. Yeah, more. Yeah, be more overtly hunted. But like it's kind of like you're going up to slay the dragon in the cave on the mountain or something when they're going into this creepy cabin where mm. uh well spoiler alert baby stalin is it would have been cool if 
like they met though they were saved from something by a man in the woods and they just spend a day with this person who then it turns out to be maybe mm. like, it's not just the guy they find who's the right age oh that's so it turns him. out he, he exists it should just be a random guy that they just come across who's really nice to them. Oh, and then... And then it turns switch out... Switch the flip. He's fucking baby Stalin. He murders like 30 fucking... Yes. Spetsnaz dudes. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to it. But yeah, the, It's crazy as fuck. The baby Stalin stuff is, I think, <laughs> is where we can have the most to talk about. So, <laughs> so starring Daniel Craig. Baby Stalin. Yekaterina Rednikova. Good name. Solid name. Solid Russian name for a solid Russian actor. Tress, who and uh, Gabriel Macht the from TV's suit, Suits, the Suits fella, <laughs> the t- the main tall one from Suits, <laughs> is in this back in two thousand and five, uh, and interesting that this came out in two thousand and five, really, because this he might he was he would have been in he might have already been cast when this came out. I think when this he came out, he would have been cast. Came out in March two thousand and five. So I'm not. I'm well, when not was sh- that? When was the boat announcement? When was the the fabled boat announcement? When he wore a life jacket and everyone made fun of him. Exactly. Safety first, guys. Come safety on. Safety is sexy. Bond's not stupid. James Bond knows that safety is sexy. When was the announcement? Hmm. On October fourteenth. 2005. Okay, so he'd definitely so, been ca- been cast when it was released, I reckon. And maybe. They, maybe Had they not. finished filming by then? The, or had they even started filming? No, they, they, they couldn't have been filming with him before announcing it because it would have been leaked and they'd want to make... In 2005, were leaks even a thing for films? I'm, Did I'm, people give a shit back then? No one had Facebook. Yeah, no. The I, regular I think, masses I think, did not use the internet yet. <laughs> I think the leak of who the next Bond is would have still been a big deal. Okay. That's why they did the big boat announcement. Yes. The fabled boat the announcement. The fabled boat announcement. That changed many a life. So he's house. basically almost Bond, but then he still snuck in Archangel. Still managed to, still trying to get in as many, like, Holocaust related roles like he's, he's worked through the Nazi Holocaust the Jewish Holocaust now he's like, okay what other Holocausts are there Stalin let's do something about him um, um, great title for a show yeah great title for anything call it Archangel but it's about a city yeah. called Archangel yeah real city badass there's a place in, in Russia it's called Arkhangelsk which I think is which is just Archangel it sounded very German yeah, or like Swedish, I think. Yeah. Uh, Rush. Well, welcome to Russia. Can you do Russian? No. Welcome to vodka. Welcome to <laughs> Russia. You got to talk. I wear the hats that are big and look like the leg of a bear. Uh, no, no. I'm, I don't think you should try. Uh, it's right. We can offend them. It's fine. Uh, I can. You reckon they can take it? Uh, I, I reckon they can. They can take it more than other people, I reckon. Yeah. Hmm. They're cold and frigid people. Yeah, well, they're meant, they're, they're meant they're meant to be tough, you know. Like you would think so. There's a lot of so, there is a surprisingly large amount of them who live in a place yeah. that. Well, I think their population is declining. Well, wow. they've been having a population issue for some time. That's sucks. Which well, well it's maybe bad for them to this, individually. This fictional but, character's father. He killed a fuck ton of them. 
Well, no, I, I think I don't think that. I don't. I you don't think Stalin had anything to do with the population decrease in Russia? Not in the last twenty years. No, probably not. But before then, they before were, they then, were, they were surprisingly. There was large. a sharp drop in that graph. Yeah. Uh, so the this is all set against the backdrop of the terrible reign of Joseph Stalin. So Daniel Craig. As Dr. Christopher Flukelso, <laughs> why do you have to talk about all this? He's um, he's so he's he's a he's a oh, Stalin expert. He's a historian, and yep. he's in Moscow give, at an academic conference, uh, giving a talk if, about. I'm going to tangent Stalin. again because it's okay. fun. If you were to be a historian yes. and be an expert on one single person, yes, within the last fifty years, like mm-hmm. someone who died recently. Who yeah, would that, who would that be? Who would you? Who would oh, you choose? Oh me! Oh shit! Okay. Daniel Craig's character chose Stalin. Yeah, and I can't choose Daniel Craig. Member. No, because I feel like I've done a lot of the legwork. You there. have. You're you're already there. You're probably already. one of the world's. We highest, are. We might be the world's highest, foremost Craig spots. Craig scholars. That doesn't sound good, does it? <laughs> Craig. Craig scholars. Craig scholars. I think yeah. is the better way to put it. Yeah. I think. I, I don't know. I don't think Daniel Craig is a historical figure as much as he is a public figure. Yeah, sure. He's not historical yet. Yeah, look, not having a go, Daniel, but like we haven't had, you haven't impacted world history. I mean, your and that's unmasked a, stuff is pretty great, bro. Oh yeah, pretty great. You know, you've but, had a significant cultural impact, but but you haven't you haven't let's put this with this you haven't murdered twenty million people. Put it this way, I feel like if history teachers were bringing up your name. That like something's gone wrong, like you've made a big mistake. I yeah, think. or like history has been really boring. <laughs> if you're primarily an actor and you end up in like world history books, <laughs> then you've you've messed up big time. Reagan, yeah, like Reagan. Yeah, he messed up big time. Yeah, he did mm. by being um, just kind of shallow. I think. Yeah, the and president, just like a sort of a vector through which. Like corporate and private interests are able to pursue their their goals, sort of popularizing but that's versions what, of conservatism that's, in a way that the that's what capitalism prior is. Prior to that, huh? That's what capitalism is all about. What? Uh, looking after rich people's yacht money. Archangel. Or but, we, no, but who would I? Who who would, who, would you, who would you do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't love like I know, and I do. I read shit about people who do terrible things, but I don't want to spend my career. Like learning about all of the terrible shit somebody did. So but now, gun to your head, you have to learn. You have to. You have to be a historian who's a specialist in a particular, in a single figure. I know it's fucked. I would probably want to choose Tolkien. Not a bad choice. Because it, like, that's something I'd be interested in pursuing and writing about. Because I mm-hmm. read about it a lot. Yeah, I feel like the kind of person I would end up doing would be someone that I don't now know about. So it'd be someone new that I, you could. I want to. Look, it'd be like a like a Black Panther leader, who, who I like Malcolm not X or someone. Of. Yeah, actually, yeah, Malcolm Malcolm X probably be a good one in terms of like legacy. Mm. You know, like in their influence down the line, um, like Trotsky, that'd be a good one. Okay. That's a hard. That's you know, trying to rehabilitate Trotsky in the modern age would be is interesting. I think there's a lot. There's a lot there. <laughs> Um, just looking at my bookshelf. This is the wrong bookshelf for this <laughs> subject. Banksy. Yes. A Banksy scholar. I'd find him. 
Do you want to find him? Let's do a podcast where we find Banksy. That could be our Has someone found him already? I'm pretty sure everybody knows who he it's is, like, but it's, it's just not official. It's just like everyone knows it's Paul Williams or something. Yeah, but oh. I don't think it's official. I've turned my phone off, so I can't Google it. I like yeah. the mystery. Don't Google it. I'm, I won't. Yeah. I, that, that's a good mystery, though. He's like, he's like, he's the modern Atlantis. Finding um, Banksy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's like Batman. But for painting on walls. Yeah, yeah, Batman, but less sort of, more, more contemplative. Yeah. And and artsy. Yeah, it's more like Batman, but instead of him, like, beating you up in an alley, you'll just walk down the alley the next day and there'll be a picture of you painting over something. And you're like, oh, that hurts. That Oof. really undermines my authority in my social yeah. circle. I'm going to paint over this one. Do you think Banksy's sold out by doing, the like, the Tate Modern and stuff? I don't know. I mean, you got to get Dosh somehow. I think it depends how you do it. I think if Banksy did the Tate, it should have been like, okay, sure, but you just leave the building to me. No one else comes in for two weeks, and then whatever I've done to it, that's what it is. That's the thing. <laughs> and you get no, and no one checks. Mm. I don't know. The mystery is great. I like that mysteries can still exist in the world. Yeah, we need a new one. I feel like Banksy's generations past, and we need a new. A new mystery. Form of, well, just a new gen, a new iteration of that kind of art rising up from, you know, the underground. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Like an anonymous rapper who raps anonymously and he spreads good word. Um, yeah, maybe. You know, and his, 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 his verse is just like given to the world and it, it changes us um, on an emotional level. He just does one verse every six months or so. Right. This raps like four lines and it just affects you. And you're like, mm. I think, Thanks. yeah, I think that's, I, I think, but it's more about the form. You don't think. I need a new form. What, poems? I f- just written poems on ah, walls. Yeah, that's a good new form. Yeah, yeah. I've invented a new kind of art. <laughs> it's words that rhyme sometimes, but not always. What about a, what if, and what aren't about good winking? sentences? It's just one person that no one knows who it is, but he's just got the perfect wink. And he goes ting, and, and it just makes somebody's day. Right, and people and people never know when it's going to hit, and never they keep, know it's going to hit. And for some reason, the the power of the wink is so powerful, they forget what the person looked exactly. like. Exactly. And by the time they sort of come back to their senses, like a drug is wearing off, they're long gone. And then, Meanwhile, after about three years, I think people start having told their friends about it, and their friends, but like, wait. Something happened to my other mate. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Then people start pursuing like security camera exactly. footage and stuff. And meanwhile, the people who've been winked at afterwards, they're like Scrooge on Christmas morning. Like it just changes everything for them. And, and then good it's like a pay it forward just thing. this massive butterfly effect of good deeds mm. around the world. And like just peace breaks out. No one knows how. From the old Winkler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they yeah. call him. The Winkler. The, 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 Henry. The lonely Winkler. Because <laughs> he can never have any relationships in case he accidentally winks at them. Because if you can't, if you get it more than once, then... That euphoria like, is too There's big. too much serotonin. Yeah. It's like an overdose. And some people have died. He accidentally... <laughs> he accidentally is, is he a weird superhero? <laughs> yeah, he has to wear big sunglasses all the time. And then, uh, yeah, he, he accidentally blinked in a bank once and the whole place caught fire. Did you see that movie that's coming out soon where someone's got looks that can kill? And it's just like a teen kid, and he wears like a a face wrap and some sunglasses continuously because he's too attractive. People have this died is, too much. It's a comedy. It's right? an actual film that yeah, it's a comedy. Okay, but it's an actual like a romantic comedy. Sounds like a Monty Python sketch. It so, does. It does. Yeah. It looks hilarious. Well, 
but he could be our superhero. Good for them. The Lonely Winker. That was a tangent. (laughs) Did you like Archangel? I did like Archangel. Mm. I liked Archangel too. I think it could have been different and probably would have been better if it were different. Yeah, but not radically better. But not like no, no. It's not bad in any way. It's it's fine. It's probably not bad in any way. It has yeah. weaknesses, but it's not bad in any way. Emma watched the whole thing, oh. and that's saying something. Yeah, that's one hundred and twenty minutes. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't watch all of Knives Out. What? It's been a real rupture in our relationship. What the fuck. Yeah. To quote that Netflix film, I'm thinking of ending things. <laughs> We really want to watch that. It looks so weird. Have you not watched? No, I have to wait until to I quote that I'm film. Quoting... I've not watched. I'm thinking. Well, things. I'm quoting the title. <laughs> um, so, let's work through it. Okay. Get this done. It'll be quick. So, see Act One, Episode One. Act One, Part Episode One. one. Um, so the the Episode One kind of the, it, it's flashing back and intercutting with the death of Stalin. Yes. So, For the first bit. Yeah, and there's other flashbacks a bit as well. Daniel Craig, so we see we see Stalin dying. He, he he kind of killed over in his office, I think, from sort of too much evil, like building up in his veins. That's how it works. And then, if only, right? Mm. And then evil and vodka. Why can't evil? I wish evil did kill you. Yeah, if you do too much of the evil, like the evil, then, get, the evil is addictive. So once yeah. you do a little bit, you have to do more. But it gets to a point where you've done so much evil, you're just dead. Yeah, like just like it should, it's, it's just like brute karma at a certain point. <laughs> Where like we can't even be bothered thinking up like a complex bad thing to happen to you to even it out. You just die because come on, obviously the world doesn't work that way. Anyway, Stalin dies. Daniel's giving a talk in modern day Moscow, and he's got that great quote from uh, Stalin. Great that chilling quote to slake implacable vengeance and then go to bed there is nothing sweeter in the world dude was kind of fucked up oh it sounds like uh, it sounds like jeff bezos's diary or something i, I mean that's that. that's something you'd respect someone saying if they were like a sports star who's just like made well, yeah. an awesome comeback against if michael jordan says that yeah then you're like, yeah, you know. you're talking about that in the context of basketball. <laughs> exactly. You're not talking about it in the context of murdering families. I will have my revenge. Um, <laughs> outside of his talk, people are protesting. There's people angry that people are bad-mouthing Stalin. Because apparently there is still a large amount of people who think he did a great job. Yeah, and I checked this. It's, it was true then and it's true now. This is a story from on the BBC from last year. Uh, Soviet dictator Joseph Russin. Joseph Russin? I think that was me combining Russia and Stalin. Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin terrorized his own people, but the, for the first time, a survey suggests that most Russians view him favorably. The respected Levada Center polled Russians aged 18 and above in 137 towns and cities in March. The result... 51% respect, like, or admire Stalin. Mm. But what towns? Was it like in Moscow or was it like rural Russia? Because well, that's what this book and film. I'm not sure. It doesn't say. But you can buy Stalin wall calendars, fridge magnets, and other generalissimo memorabilia in Russian shops. Cool. And really... Do you want a Stalin calendar? I get you one for L- Christmas. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> just for the back of that door there? Yeah, because, you know, just ironically. <laughs> but in the, what this made me think was how 
we are so stupid to be at all surprised how many people continue to support Donald Trump after his four years of performance. You can do this and people will still support you. (laughs) Never mind all the, the, you know. The, like. The very low rent shit that Trump has done comparably. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think it's, it's. It's weird to be able to compare some of the terribly like insensitive and stupid things that Trump does to the incalculable evil that this man mm. was responsible for. Yeah, they're not comparable like quantitatively. No, but, but it's the same thing where you have the this dear group of of subjects mm. who are devoted to their leader. Yeah, it's in... an analogous leadership style. <laughs> and yeah, it's just, you know, like I've been mildly surprised at how unresponsive to information people are when it comes to their support of certain so, political leaders. But really, it, to be surprised by that at all is just completely ahistorical, <laughs> as we've learned from this great Daniel Craig miniseries Thanks, from Daniel. the mid-2000s. Thanks, Daniel. So people there protesting, and then old man with birthmark turns up, and he's like, I have something to tell you. But then he disappears again. Um, <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. He's got that on purpose. So yeah. you know who so plays you know, a young old man with birthmark. <laughs> ah, birthmark. Um, and he kind of turns up at Daniel's apartment later and sort of tells him this story that he was the guard. Hotel. It's a hotel. At, what did I say? Apartment. His rooms. <laughs> And he was the guard at the uh, at Stalin's sort of office where he died, and observed Barrier, this other official, come in, and they took a notebook and buried it in a back garden somewhere. And uh, this is a big deal, obviously, because it could be Stalin's journal, and that is. A book deal, if ever I heard one. If Daniel can get his hands on that, he knows he's going to be even the more rich and famous historian than he is now. Yep. We assume he's rich and famous. He's oh. just notable. At the, at, like He's just made known that he's notable. Yeah, I think he's rich and famous in terms of Stalin historians. Oh, God, yeah, he's probably... Which, you know, which there probably is a roof on. Um, <laughs> I hope there's a roof on. And uh, and so he he asked the old guy, "Do you have any family?" He's like, "No, only slut daughter," <laughs> which is a bit harsh. Uh, but then he runs off, and so it is revealed later on that this is all sort of set up as a ploy by the by Man, by Banatov because they're trying to lure Daniel into finding the notebook so that he can verify its authenticity and locate the um the lost child of stalin yeah they need daniel daniel is a pawn in this in this massive scheme anyway because apparently the only way to bring back your communist party is to have the heir of stalin come yes long story short there's another stalin and it's a big plan to get to use him as a way to because that's Just how gain that, regain political power in Russia. That's that's how evil works. It's well, hereditary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll get. Imagine to that. if the kid had been raised by some like friendly farmers and just like. Yeah. Well, look. Th- yeah, that's <laughs> one thing. The 
the political power it gives you to be the son of a previous political leader you could do is, so much good is is a very real thing yeah. like i will be very surprised if donald trump junior doesn't run at any point he get laughed at well, no, he's a he's a very he's a big political figure at rallies and stuff now, mm. and he's got the name. So all Junior. the all the people who are like, "Oh, Donald Trump wish Donald Trump was back." It's the same, but a bit younger. That and less works. orange. Less. This one looks human. Slightly, yeah. His human suit is not <laughs> as old. Oh god! This one maybe moisturizes a little bit. Anyway, so Daniel goes to do some research. He goes to the library, and the sexy librarian brings him. He has to, he has to talk his way into the library. And obviously, he gets in. He's Daniel Craig. He's walking in wherever he Obviously, wants. he's like, uh, "Look at me, and I'm a historian. I think I'm gonna look at any Stalin stuff I want, mate." <laughs> and so she brings him all the Stalin stuff. Brings <laughs> him all the Stalin stuff. Here, have the Stalin stuff. Police are following him while he's doing this kind of investigation. He he talks to his wife at one point. Did you hear that? Who does? Da- Fluke. Does he? <laughs> yeah, he has a phone call uh, talking to someone. He's like, okay, tell the boys I love them or something. Like as if he's got a wife and children that just don't come in. Does he though? Well, it's never mentioned again. But that we're, phone call We're made happens. to respect this character and he does a kiss at the end. He does. Yeah. So like... Do we That's him? just all the guys who are reading it who are reading it are like, yeah. Oh, he kissed that girl. If I was over in Russia. I'd definitely make I out could, with the I could ditch this boring family I have to spend all this time with. I could Nobody I doesn't could, spend I could time make with out them. with that sort of charming sex worker with a heart of gold. <laughs> she doesn't have a heart of gold though. She's just like Not really. Like real frosty for the whole thing. Yeah, she's got a good she's a good she's, person. She's a good person. But, yeah, heart of gold. But heart of gold is a stretch. Um Anyway, <laughs> yeah, he also almost sleeps with his colleague. Almost does, and then backs off. And so he, someone, someone like leaves a card for a for a bar in his hotel room, and he goes and he goes to that place. And then Gabriel Markt is there. So suits turns up, not wearing a suit though, not wearing it's a fine. suit because he's pre suits. It's fine. He's a journalist. And yes, he's an American journalist in Russia, just sort of rooting around looking for a story. Yes, rooting around. And uh, no pun intended. And he <laughs> gives him advice on how to negotiate with the various sex workers that are in this bar, sort of like high-end, fancy sex work environment. And he's, and he's asking for the name of the daughter of the old man. Yes. Because he's kind of figured out that this is where she might be. And then she's there and they negotiate and she says, right, I'll take she can he gets her to take him to her dad. Mm-hmm. Gets there, he's dead in a bath. Oh. Someone got there first. Behind. She just fucked off and leaves him. I really liked I really liked all the Soviet architecture and how just how bleak this whole place really felt. Mm. You really felt like you were really there in this horrible Very realistic Russia. Soviet housing block and it's just like and it's snowing but it's like shitty slushy snow that would just be horrible to be as like snow in a really urban environment so it's not fun it's weird how the housing blocks and stuff are still the same as like British housing blocks 
or any anywhere in Europe. No, oh, it's worse. But it feels worse because of the snow and the frigidity and the no paint the and snow, like there's no graffiti. They, they 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 do it slightly differently. They, the the rush the Russian way is just a little bit worse. I know it fe- like it's, it's weird bit- that it's the same sort of building design yet. British ones sort of have that home. You feel like families could live here and be happy. Well, yeah, I mean, happy is a bit of a stretch, but yeah, there's a, well, there's big. <laughs> they they they're just like bigger and go f- and go for longer. I feel like the Russian <laughs> ones. They're more expansive. Um, and yeah, someone's gotten there and murdered the old guy who could have told him where where the stuff was. As he's leaving, he gets beaten up by youths, by some hooligans. Now that is some realism. And so the police turn up and arrest him. <laughs> as he tells them what what happened he gets freed by what i assume is the russian version of the fbi uh yeah or like the detective he's so he's like the nice looking detective mm. this so this he's the one who doesn't look like a regular pc yeah and his name is dutch his name is dutch vanderlind that's from something timothy Suvorin. God, I was so fucking close. Oh, prior to that, he also went to the to Beria's mansion, the guy from the flashback, and found that the garden has already been dug up. Oh, and yeah, it's all yeah, yeah. already gone. And he also visits Mamatov, who's a powerful politician and former KGB agent who uh, leads the Aurora movement. So this is this sort of like nascent communist political movement in Russia. And... Uh, and so I think Ma- Ma- Mama Mamantov 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 mm, Mamantov is he's Mamantov. sending the people after him. Anyway, nice detective Savorin. He tells Kelso that you sort you nosing around is the reason that guy got killed. So you should probably be a little, a little bit more careful and leave. Because and it was realized that he was a witness from the old times. So there was concern about. People who have an idea of what old times are actually like, let's get rid of them because you need to destroy history in order to be able to rewrite it as you would prefer. Back at a hotel, they have breakfast and Suits figures out everything by talking to Daniel Craig. He sort of is able to sort of be a, get be a, him be to a tell journalist him. and he's able to be a journalist. He's able to do his job. He gets journalisted by Gabriel Mack pretty hard. He does. Gets suited. Suitsed. Yeah. Then it's episode two. So Zenaida, who's the the woman from the bar, the sex worker, the daughter of the bloke who died in the bath, she comes back to Kelso and tells him about her her and her father have been kind of estranged and that um, she doesn't want to have anything to do with her. And he tells her, well, that's probably just as well because he is dead now. And then they visit she... him in the morgue. Yeah, just to be sure. Yeah, and then she takes him to this old garage that he used to, that their dad used to own. And they're looking for more clues. They find a gun, and they also find, uh, and they find the notebook. O'Brien from Suits also turns up because he's just been following them, and he just, and he's just look, he's looking for a story. What did you like his character? Yeah, it was pretty cool. It felt really novelly. I thought. Just the it, way it the three very, of them yeah. interacted. You just really felt like... you. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of basic, but just really efficient way of telling the story of, hey, you have <laughs> the main guy, you have the 
you have the woman character and you have this American sort of X factor in there sort of spurring things along and, you know, facilitating exposition and things like that. And so they find the journal and it's not Stalin's journal. It's the journal of Anushka from Archangel who... Good name. Yeah, who was a, a young girl who sort of worked for um, Stalin back in the day. So then they have flashbacks re of um of of daniel sort of reading the oh no the the girl reading zendaya zendaya yeah is it zendaya no it's not no. Zendaya. <laughs> i was like it's not zendaya is it <laughs> zineda zineda's reading the the journal for them and so there's those creepy flashbacks of stalin making his comrades like dance for him and not letting them stop even though they're old and tired and have gout probably it's weird yeah uh, also like what a strange thing to make your dudes do. Yeah. Like, that's well, just... Stalin is probably pretty strange. Yeah. You know, most dictators are. I, I do like the scene, though, where he cuts his hand and she helps him and he's all like, you don't shy away from me. Like, you're not afraid. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's cool because everyone would have been terrified of him. Yeah. You can see so why this young girl sort of caught his eye in the way that you know might happen with the dictator yeah um and yeah and just as soon as this flashback started and she's like being moved into these rooms near where stalin is and there's another woman there like showing her who like is very sort of grim about the whole thing immediately it's like oh it's gonna be sex slaves isn't it it feels like that, it's yeah. always sex slaves when it's this lone cult. girl being taken from her parents on a train across the country to the main yeah. city because she's been found during a parade. Mm, yeah, and there's like and another older woman sort of ominously facilitating it in a way with just and looking kind of defeated the whole time. Like, oh, it's, why is it always? Why is it always sex slaves? Every cult. Why is it always me? Why is it always? Sex slaves. Um, Do you think? Is it just? Because I don't. I don't think um, people who form cults are overly confident in their own lives, so they can't just like true go and like ask someone on a date and lead a normal relationship. Is that? Is there? Is there a cult that didn't have sex slaves? That's what I would wonder. Is there? Does can anyone? I mean, the cult of no. resist that development when they're in the cult leader state. I've watched a fair few documentaries, and I cannot think of one. I want to say people get weird the cult of like Christianity or something, but it would have. Well, no, that's not a cult, Isaac, because the leader in charge of it that everyone worships and believes everything they say is true is dead. Yeah. So that's oh, a religion. Okay. Okay. That makes so much sense. When that leader is still alive, that's a cult. <laughs> but like I know, like the leader definitely of the in Scientology, we just haven't found cult out. Cult of it Christianity yet. is a, still a dude. The Catholic Pope dude, the old the old Popey, old Popey. He talks yeah. to the dead guy. He talks to the dead guy. He does. He's the only one apparently who can commune with the dead guy. And I guess whenever they've looked into it, they did find about like six percent of all priests had allegations of sexual abuse. So that's a lot of percent. So I don't feel like we can count them. No, that's a that's a no on the no sex lives. <laughs> um, how do we get onto this i don't know but it's sound off in the comments if you know of any cult, <laughs> cult. that never did sex slaves 
because I don't think it's out there. Anyway. The Cult of Amun-Ra. What is that from? Too long ago. That's Egypt. Yeah, but it's from something. Like a popular culture reference using the Cult of Amun-Ra to be something. I don't know. Maybe Mormons. No, they keep marrying 12-year-olds and stuff. Yep. Anyway. I think I think I I think I'm right about that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna act as if I am, and that's not okay. that it's like a particularly great insight, but uh, sometimes you just got to go with the insights you've had. You know. I think it's 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 creepy, but it's also weird that she didn't write that sort of stuff in her journal. You know, they go from having the whole journal there mm. and seeing Stalin's little doodles in it because he obviously kept the journal when they sent mm-hmm. her away. Well, maybe he edited it. Maybe some pages are taken out. Well, they do say that the last two pages have been teared out. Mm-hmm. So it's weird that she like Waited has the this lovely journey and respects this man so much. Oh, this guy's and then the waits best. till the end. He bones her. She preggers. And he sends her off on her way to have a baby in a forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my romance story. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's n- like like with many cults, it's really <laughs> it's really nice at the beginning. Yeah, y- you know. Yeah, you come to you come to your Swedish cults like, are great at the start. Country village celebration for we'd the all, summer solstice. We'd all love to be in cults at the start. <laughs> We're all really on the same page. Everyone else is wrong. We're the only ones that are right. And you, we get to hang out with our mates all day, every day. We don't have to worry about what we're going to do all the time because we get told. And then somebody tells us that we have to kill somebody. And we're yeah, like, yeah, well, like, you do oh. have a beard and you do look like Jesus or what I'm led to believe Jesus looked like. So Other people are killing people and we're all wearing the same thing. I'm wearing the same thing they're wearing. You're not, not going to go kill It'd someone. It'd be weird if I now didn't also exactly. kill people when they... All right. And then you come back and he's like, so we got this new like red cordial. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, oh, damn it. We're now we're in the bad cult bit. Can I leave? Oh, no, right. That's how this works. Yeah, I so, love yeah. red. Oh, I like green. Oh, I, I would. Oh. I'm actually I'm actually doing no sugar for April. <laughs> um, Can I so, just have water? Yeah. Uh, Germany, I, I had flavorless water. I, I had a drink before I came in. I am I'm actually allergic to liquid. I have a weird, <laughs> I have a weird thing. I'm you know liquid I'm a little hungry. Is the barbecue finished yet? Yeah, I'll have um. Yeah, there any any good? I'll I'll have some ribs. I'll have them outside actually. I'm, I'll you know I'm just gonna go eat these in my car. You keep doing what you're doing. No, don't worry. I'm just gonna go eat these. If you hear the engine getting further away, that's just the sound it makes. I'll put the aircon on because it's hot out here in the desert at the compound. So I'll just <laughs> don't worry about me. You guys do what you're doing at the compound. <laughs> Um, ah, incalculable human suffering. So, they, so read, they read her journal. It turns out two pages are missing. Yeah. Stalin did doodles in it. So Stalin had actually held the journal. And yeah, Daniel, so it's still a pretty good find. It is a pretty great find. And um, and Daniel wants to try and verify whether it's true or not. Um, they go back to the apartment. There's a random guy there that, she, that Zenaida pepper sprays. And then she gets a whole bunch of money that she had hidden there or that she knew was hidden there. And they're like, right, we've got to go to Archangel, which the is their town slip, which they which city. they learn from the journal, I think, or something. Yeah, they well, they learn that's where she's from, and that's where she got sent back to. Right. So they're like, okay, let's find let's let's find out what's happened, and they oh, just they find out that her parents are alive, and that's where they have to go. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like what happened. Um, 
because she's not alive. No, they find out when they get there. Yeah, they go there to find the records of the party because the party records would st- still be there. So that's why they go to Archangel in the first place. Yeah. And then when they get to Archangel after leaving old Suitsburg behind, yeah, they go to the dude who keeps the records and just basically sneak in by going, yeah, I'm writing a book about how good communism is. Ah, oh, sweet. Let's stop here. Smart. Look, look at Look at my... Really mm. neat filing cabinet of mm. everything over the whole party. This I liked that nice. and like that little bit, like we we blew through a lot of it really quickly there, but that's 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 probably a good thing. So yeah, they they, <laughs> they decided to just ditch Mr. Suits and go to go to Archangel. Yeah. Which I didn't really understand. I feel like Suits was kind of an okay guy. He was perfectly okay, but I and think Daniel not just made the statements story. that he just he's just in it for the like the other guy's in it for the story, Daniel's in it yeah. for like the Getting to the bottom of for it the before history. he writes. Yeah, it. but also I think the money. Definitely for the money. And so and then Suits just charters up his own plane. <laughs> and that's such a good thing. It really looks like he's gonna die in it, and he gets the Archangel anyway. And yeah. So they're there they, at, and at they Archangel. get to Archangel and there's that the stuff I like is oh, one one thing I was gonna say is that that's already come up by this point is another example of Daniel Craig playing opposite a very strong female character. Because Zenada is the one who really sort of handles situations. Daniel Craig is again a kind of intellectual type who's not a physical presence. Who definitely who, walk outside, see a dead cat, and go fuck. Yeah, I believe what actually says is cat <laughs> when he sees the dead cat in Dragon Tattoo. Uh, but you know, Daniel Craig, he's um, like Kelso. He doesn't wear a proper coat for so much of this story. He's just <laughs> he's freezing in his normal suits. He's out of his depth, and so like youths turn up again at the garage, and Zenaida goes out to handle it, and just like diffuses the situation and gets rid of them. And when they're on the drive up to Archangel, there's a checkpoint, and Zenaida gets out and talks to the guards and is able to sort of massage the situation and, and find their way through it. So it's again that slightly unusual thing of he's the more capable he's the male person. main character, he's but not he's that. not. Yeah. He's not in charge of the situation all the time, and it's not a big deal that he just defers to her to let them no, get through. Yeah. So recurring Daniel Craig theme, and uh, but then I think the way this story engages with the complex history of Russia and its consequences in modern day, whilst it's a little bit sort of kind of on the nose at certain points, is really interesting, and I really enjoyed it. And they have that conversation in the cafe where. Like when they get to Archangel about she thinks that history doesn't matter and history is dead and we just need to move on from it. And he says we can only understand the Russia you're in now by understanding its past and understanding its history. Mm-hmm. And so being able to understand why people still think Stalin was great. And then they're able to he's able to talk his way into the records place through that guy yep. by knowing what this guy wants would to like. hear, yeah. So I'm going cool. to let this guy make let us do something he knows we shouldn't be allowed to do by telling him I'm doing something that will, he wishes more people were doing, which is I'm writing about the value of communism, the importance of the Communist Party to rural Russia. He's like, oh, yes, a, a, a rarely examined subject. Excellent. Come on through, etc. That's Russian again. That's what I was doing there. They find out that the girls... The residual power of the Communist Party in Russia. That's what he says. The girl is dead. Uh, but her parents survived. Her father passed away in 88, yep. but the mother is still alive. Yes. And they decide that they're going to go pay her a visit. Yeah. They get chased by police through Archangel. 
They manage to escape the police, and then some assassin just shoots the police. Mm-hmm. So then other police are like, this is no good. That that historian and the sex worker are shooting police officers. What a random duo. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Everyone is just referred to by profession. Um, Suits gets there, teams up with them. They get to the mother. And there was a baby, and the baby's been adopted out, and it now and we well, went up sixty-five miles down the road in the forest, in a forest village, which and, is um, lucky as shit. Imagine that. What if they'd sent it overseas? Yeah. Imagine if Stalin's baby grew up to become could be getting, president of the United States. Could be getting raised in Beverly Hills. Could have been. <laughs> Didn't. No. <laughs> um. And so now. There, so now there's a baby Stalin who's kind of set up as this monster in the woods, essentially. And I like the, where they're trying to... They're debating how honest the mother is being with them. Where the fact that she's telling them things she probably shouldn't be telling them means she, people probably want her to tell them where the baby is. Or the the mom, the grandmother's going to... I think she tell the police as soon as they leave. I think the grandmother just doesn't know the breadth of what this is. Like she doesn't know the danger that it poses. She thinks these people are just here to yeah. And imagine not catching on after all this time. And and yeah, and this story like only just about works in the mid nineties, just chronologically. Because when did Stalin die? Fifty three. Well, there you go. So then if baby Stalin is, what, 30, 35, that's mid-90s. 53. He's 40-something. Yeah, 40-something. Yeah, 40 yeah, but in the movie, he's clearly in his late 40s. I think he's made to be in his late 40s. Oh, I thought he's, he, he's I a thought full he looks, grown man. Yeah, I, know, I was getting a more sort of hipper sort of 35 vibe. He's in kind of... Live and then no, I was getting more like a Tom Hiddleston. People have era. Like, like proper digital laptops and like Wi-Fi stuff. Yeah, I know. Stuff. I'm so trying to I'm trying to piece it together. The, it's this, the early 2000s. The miniseries actually in, feels so the, very set in 2005. Yeah, yeah, but so the kid is now at least 50, <laughs> according to the. But the, the actor is not. No, mate, probably not. Unless he's like yeah, no, doing really good. Yeah, there are there are laptops. Sony Vio. <laughs> Daniel Craig continuing his strong relationship with the Sony Vio brand. This is where it began. Yeah, this is the <laughs> this is the birth of the Sony Vio relationship. Um, so then, then, then new episode, episode three. Episode three. Zenaida gets super angry at the grandmother about she's just a stubborn old fool and she doesn't understand anything. Why is she proud that she has Stalin's baby as a grandson? Like, you're an yeah. idiot. You're what's wrong with Russia. Yeah. Et cetera, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You could say she's deplorable. You could say that, yeah. See how see how building a sort of thesis about all the parallels. Anyway, um, you know, I'm using history to inform our current moment. <clears throat> so the police arrive, but meanwhile, Suits and James Bond have already left. And they're, they're in driving the up into the forest. And this, so now it's just this is this is your horror movie. Yeah, you two is, dudes. This is what, they heading into remote going out location. to see if they can find where Stalin's baby eventually got buried against it didn't the elements. Survive. Yeah, it's quite possible that it yeah. never survived. But they hit like a car trap, a tank trap, essentially, and the car gets fucked up. 
like in uh, like an X-Files episode or something. And so instead of turning around from this place that's clearly set traps on the road, they mm. just get onto their feet and walk in. Well, I think they can't get the car out. It's kind of what I... Yeah, but then they keep the going. The car's stuck. Well, no, he just he finds them at the car. The, they oh, just I look up so, yeah. and old baby Stalin pitches up at the edge of the but hill. At this point, they don't know. It's just at a dude. At this point, they don't know. It's just some intense guy. And they start following him through the trees, hoping he'll help them. He stops, just reefs an arctic fox out of a trap. And continues. I feel like he doesn't even way. open that trap. He, he just doesn't. rips the body out of it, throws it over his shoulder because he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he lives in the forest. And so he, so Baby Stalin is a very intense kind of charismatic he's a, he's a weird guy. guy who clearly just was a Stalin impersonator. He's done. Yeah, he's he's come out of living in the woods his whole life very well. Like he's quite <laughs> sort of urbane and and like, and so there's this. The idea of kind of the genetic heritability of evil is kind of a weird theme, I think. It's very strange. And yes. it's, it's like it's okay to have in there, but it, it doesn't sort of comment on its own theme quite enough, I think. That I think if you made it more like there's more indecision about whether baby Stalin is going to be evil or not. Like if they met him and he was and he seems kind of friendly and so they're not sure whether he's an evil person or not, and have Daniel and Suits be more like on either sides of that debate about one of them things. So he's obviously going to be evil. He's Stalin's son, and the other one being like, "No, you can make your own destiny." Blah blah blah. And then when they meet him, it's not clear which one of them is right, and have some sort of longer heavier dialogue scenes in that cabin where they sort of go back and forth about this thing where you're trying to figure this guy out i think i think that i think that would be cool because then when he is evil it doesn't seem as sort of linear and it's also making the point about how people can be evil and still really charming and and win you over which is sort of an important part of what dictators usually have to do but it's just it's just kind of a it's kind of a weird plot element that baby Stalin is this kind of powerful, very athletic, sharpshooter psychopath just because his dad was Stalin. When and, like most dictators are just like mad, short weirdos that are just good at shouting and have no moral compass. They don't turn into John Wick according to the when book, the enemy it, turns up. It's the kid was raised in a log cabin filled with Stalin's personal effects, writings, and recorded speeches. The son is a physical and ideological copy of his father. And we learn that he murdered the husband and wife KGB agents who had raised him from infancy when he decided that they were untrustworthy. Young Stalin has been told that he would be sent for when it was time for him to assume control of his country. Mm. And he believes that Kelso is the promised messenger. Uh, see, that's cool. We don't really get that in this. Right. And then it's line. got the whole thing where he like overcomes the, I think there's I think the His... book spends a little bit more time being creeped out by mm. forest setting baby Stalin. His relation baby Stalin's relationship to Kelso is very thin, I think, in this yeah, adaptation. It's not developed in the and I think more of that would have been would have been better. And yeah, so they kind of end up with a bit of a Brightburn situation where they've got a child who, through his 
psychopathy and ideological molding is now a very sort of intimidating presence and murders his carers and things like that. Yeah. The problem is, though, if you've been raised in a log cabin in isolation just surrounded by Stalin shit, you'd just be mad. Like, you wouldn't be able to come out and go into the centre of Moscow. You wouldn't be able Moscow to convince people. Like, like, right, I'm running a political campaign. <laughs> Who's my communications director? You wouldn't know how anything worked. But you could write around that. I just think just have him not have just been in the cabin the whole time. In in the book, Stalin overcomes a special forces unit sent to eliminate him, alarming Kelso by his ruthless and dispassionate use of violence, and boards a train headed for Moscow. At each station, ever larger crowds gather to witness the apparent resurrection <laughs> of the famous dictator, and it appears that he might be able to simply stride through the doors of the Kremlin and assume command. But as he steps off the train in Moscow, Rapava's daughter, who has made her way back into the crowd, takes out her father's pistol, and that's where the f- book ends. Like it just ends with her pulling out the pistol. Oh. That's kick-ass. So, spoiler alert, at the end of the TV adaptation, Zaneda shoots baby Stalin from her balcony, and he very much gets shot and dies. Yeah. And nobody shoots mm. back at her. Well, like it, she's it, it not cuts, hiding. It cuts before that would have happened. Like, <laughs> there are like eighty dudes all like crowding around this body, and yeah. they don't look up to where she shot from. Well, literally, is gunshot. Stalin falls down. Cut back to her credits. So oh, it goes back. She's definitely like dead or going to prison forever. Oh, definitely. But I, yeah, I thought that was yeah an un, an un, slightly unusual choice. But yeah, so um, um, while they're here, baby Stalin's a little creepy. Yeah. Um, there are graves around. It's like everyone in the town seems to have, in this little settlement, seems mm. to have died except for Baby Stalin and, and yeah. two older people. And so, and so Baby Stalin is being brought to the fore <laughs> <He's> like, by <laughs> Mamontov and his Aurora group. They're the people who want Baby Stalin. Yes. But the the FSB, the the Kremlin forces. Are kind of are anti baby Stalin and are aware that they need to sort of crush this because he would be a threat to their current regime. So they kind of hear about this, and with nice detective from earlier, a special forces crew of on helicopters land up in the forest to sent to catch him, destroy this guy. Turns out they're all here to kill him. But so things detective is not like that. Things escalate really quickly at this point, yeah. and we get a scene that's. Sort of, it could have been like terrifying Rambo slash Predator stuff, but it's just from the soldier's point of view, and just they just get picked off one by one as Daniel and Brute and Suits guy just run off into the forest. Yeah, so so Baby Stalin is a sort is a kind of Rambo John Wick character. Yeah, who... but we don't get to see him do anything. Like it's not, it's hinted at him being mm. something incredibly violent and yeah vicious but I, yeah, we don't and, get to see it in this yeah well i think it's fine but because he yeah because he's so sort of distant we don't get very connected to sort of the psychology of baby style and and as as yeah. he's going through this sort of ruthless process and yeah and i get yeah, i just felt a bit weird that kind of faint faintly kind of like glamorizing <laughs> how cool and intense the son of Stalin would be when in fact it would just be a guy and maybe he'd be good at this and maybe he wouldn't yeah but yeah that 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 pre that predestination thing presented uncritically and without discussion just sort of landed a little bit weird for me but he so he's shooting everyone so and the soldiers are shooting everyone as well they shoot the other guy who was living in the cabin 
they'll they're gonna shoot Daniel and Suits the first chance they get because they don't want any witnesses to any of this yeah, going on. They kill the detective. And they don't care. They're Russians. Uh, yeah, the detective gets shot at one point. They um, one of the soldiers chases after Daniel and Suits. Uh, Suits gets trapped in the one of another fox traps. They get yep. him out, but just as they're about to leave, he gets shot and dies. Just full on dies. And old Professor Daniel runs off again into the forest and finds a little river, falls into the water, hides under the jetties. He's just about to get shot by the soldier in pursuit, who then gets shot from somewhere off screen and dies. Mm. By Baby Stalin. Obviously, by Baby Stalin. I think we get a shot of Baby Stalin up in the trees, like, oh. And then he disappears and again. And then he walks into the forest. Like a, sh- like a, like a Bigfoot. Yes. He, ble- he, he seeps back into the trees. Yeah, he walks backwards into the, into the hedge, Homer Simpson style. Yeah. Never to be seen again. Well, he's to be seen again in a minute because... He is. Old Suitsies recorded himself a little interview and sent it back to the CNN and told the world of the existence of Baby Stalin. So 20 minutes later... This massive helicopter turns up to take him back to Russia. <laughs> like proper Moscow. <laughs> Baby Stalin nips back into the cab and puts on his natty outfit that he's been waiting his whole life to put on. He's like, yes. Shave down to just the moustache. Like cheap BBC version of Stalin. Military outfit on. Put those fake medals on. Let's do this. He doesn't put any medals on, though. He just puts the jacket and a green shirt on. Like he hasn't earned the medals. He knows. Well, that's a nice amount of He can't honesty. wear them. He just wears the hat. And... Yes, and so then Kelso gets back to Archangel, bails Aneda out of prison with a big bribe, and then they get on the train. Yep. And they're on the same train as Stalin and now Mamontov. Are. Yes. And Kel- and so, nice little bondiness of Bond and female companion on train. Yeah. L- happens a lot. <laughs> Recurring theme of Bond on trains. And he he has to go and he goes and have a little meeting with with Manontov and Manontov's like you're going to authenticate this journal because you found it and that will prove to the world that he is who he says he is and and I, I'm glad that came in because I was wondering like how you people gotta, just won't believe you got to bring it back you can't just have a moustache like you need yeah. <laughs> evidence um I wonder if you could DNA it I wonder if they have Stalin DNA they've got well, his body I guess it said yeah well you could DNA the book at least. Because the book would have Stalin DNA on it. What? Nowadays, you could do that because it had, it said it had it had like. Um, it wouldn't have licked it or anything. It well, a stamp. He could have done stuff to it. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. That's that's what happened to those two pages. Yeah, that's awful. That's not. That's <laughs> that's not riff on that. That's not a riff. Bring it back. Wheel it back. Um, uh, <laughs> and and Kelso is like, and Kelso just thinks man, man and Tov's an idiot because he's gonna he's gonna be the first person to get gulagged or purged or something once this crazy Stalin fella gets going. And Stalin doesn't seem to like disagree with that. Stalin's like, yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll make you dance. I am a Stalin, so... <laughs> it runs in my family to be to, fucking crazy. To randomly kill fools. Mm. And yeah, and then he... So then, and people are losing their shit that they know that Stalin is coming. I can imagine the... People getting excited. I can't imagine it happening minute by minute like that quickly. <laughs> it's the um, second coming. Yeah. That's how it works. When Jesus comes back mm. and it turns out he's definitely white, so many people will follow oh, that. It'd be so good to have that issue put to bed. <laughs> imagine if he is. Imagine if he comes back. Well, no, I'm. But see, if Jesus came back, if like Jesus 
was resurrected and he come back as anybody. Well, that's the thing. He might come back as a white guy. Like 80% of Christians and Catholics would not believe that this is Jesus. They'd think it's some sort of sin. And like, well, he is white. Yeah. Well, if he's anybody, he's like, I don't trust you. Yeah. You're not exactly who I thought you'd look like. Yes. You don't look like that same picture of the 33-year-old bearded white man that we've all seen for the last 30 years. Yeah. Jesus isn't Caribbean. <laughs> Jesus so doesn't have a tan. Jesus isn't from Korea. <laughs> you sorry. can't shave. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus yeah. did not go to Harvard. I, yeah. <laughs> I was like those days that, yeah, the second coming has happened. Just no one believed him. Like, no, fuck you. <laughs> like, oh. Well, this was easier last time. Yeah. I mean, David Blaine still exists. Mm, yeah. Or Jesus came back and he just got hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> and he came back from that, but you only get one. <laughs> he came back at like, this is the start of the bubonic or something. Yeah. And, oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. Damn. Maybe maybe he got COVID. Maybe he fought in one of the wars. <laughs> well, well, in a way, he is all of us. And so he has been fighting in all the wars. I'll Thanks, say. Jesus. Appreciate you yeah. for like, Totally, Thanks, like, man. letting us do wars still. Thanks, God. Well, he gave us free will, I said. He did. Yep, apparently. Even though, by that logic, he would have known everything we were going to do with it. Yep. Precisely. And so he was perfectly fine with people getting murdered. So, yeah. Yeah, perfectly fine with it. It's natural. Well, it is, but... It's natural. Uh, it's natural. It's natural. But yeah, so they get to a uh, basically a press conference in Russia, and he's about mm. to do a big old speech. Like this would have just taken a few weeks, you, you know, would think like so. just to gain maybe not long, but just you need to gain a bit of momentum. Yeah, do some press conferences. They would, have, they would definitely have killed Daniel Craig on that train. Do an interview with Time, and then well, I feel like at that point they still think, oh, Daniel's going to do what we want. He doesn't say absolutely no, fuck you. But then when he gets there, he tries to do a little interview piece to straight to CNN. And then he gets beaten up by the goons, and then she shoots baby Stalin. And can I say, probably good move. Yeah. Like, that's let, a smart, smart play. Let's not fuck around. No, don't let's let it get not... to a point where someone's got to break in to do that. Yeah. I mean, what are we, what are we trying to do? Preserve Russia's democratic process? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, in general, assassinating political leaders is bad, but only because that's going to harm the system overall. But when you're talking about <laughs> Russia's current democratic system, if Stalin comes back, let's just kill them. Let's just, yeah. you know, maybe I feel like we're past this. Let's just kill them. <laughs> and I don't say that often. I, don't <laughs> I often, should hope not. I don't often say, let's, let's just, just kill let's them. Just... <laughs> oh, oh, do God. I mean that? I think so. I mean, there are I certain that's people okay. in the world who sort of like need it. I think that's okay. Like, there are people in the world that the world would be better off if they weren't in the world anymore. Only when he's doing that. Like, just being Stalin's son, that's not enough. But yeah, if, if he was just living in that forest cabin. But if he's got the moustache and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and so, everyone's losing their shit. I'm like, you know what? Let's just nip this in the bud right now. Yeah. <laughs> if the long lost, like, heir of Hitler came back. And then he was just living his normal life. He was a math teacher somewhere. Yeah. I don't living th- normally. I- and everyone found out, and then one day he came to work with that mustache. I'm like, nope. That's it. That's it, <laughs> That's, bro. No. No. You were on thin ice already. You I'm had being honest your with chance. You. you. We. Look. <laughs> <laughs> we have all been so nice about this the whole time. Okay. All right. Herman Hitler. 
We have been. <laughs> we have been. No, it's Gail. It's, it's the daughter, Gail. Yeah, look. <laughs> you didn't have to do that moustache, all right? But you've really pushed us all up. Not this year of all years, okay? <laughs> We're all pretty tense at the moment. You just no. got to pick your times, all right? Pick your times. Yeah. Be good. Yeah, it'd be great if Hitler's son was around and he'd be like, no, he was wrong. What a weirdo. What a fuck. He wouldn't, <laughs> it's so great. I wouldn't do any of that. Wow. What a dick. That's what um, Ronald Reagan's son is like. I've been watching a Reagan documentary and his son is like a really left-wing MSNBC commentator. Like he's just <laughs> a political commentator and just thinks his dad was absolutely wrong about everything. <laughs> See, that's how, poli- that's how politics works. And just like kind of politely undermines his legacy at every point. <laughs> I love my dad. Oh, he was a good dad. Nice, nice but, guy in private. But uh, like... But uh, he didn't do a good job at other things. We're still waiting on that trickle. You know what I'm saying? That trickle down. Still waiting <laughs> on it. All right. We're like the people. Are, we're like the the people at the beginning of Mad Max down here. We're waiting for that trickle to come down. It doesn't. Until like Furiosa kills some people and then opens that tap up. Yeah. 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 There's a word for that, isn't there? There's a word for when Furiosa pol- when politically. Lots of people come together and sort of overthrow the... What's the... Oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Analogies. And so that's and so that's the end of Archangel. Um, where do you want to rank it? Where do I want to rank it? I think it's actually quite in the top half. It's pretty good, isn't it? It's let me not, bring yeah. up... Let me bring up the ranking. As people who are listening probably know, we don't rank Daniel Craig's performances individually. Why would you? We create an overall ranking from best to worst. You can check it out on Letterboxd if you want to see where we're up to, although that will be missing some. The definitive ranking. The definitive ranking. That will be missing some of the TV shows that obviously aren't available on the box. So, Archangel, this is number 63 on the list. Solid effort. So I'll start in the middle. I reckon. I'll start us in the middle. Um, So you... You are a long-standing critic of the mother. So I will continue that. to be so. I, feel, I think, I this think is it is better above than that. the mother. Yeah. I think it is quite genuinely above that, actually. Um, Copenhagen, yes, yep. better. Sylvia, better. Yep. Invasion, better. Yep. Uh, Sword of Honor, yep. better. Doing like really different, doing different things, but but this is they're better. both miniseries. But I think this is just about better. Comrade Detective, same, <laughs> same sort of uh, content ballpark. On par. It's around here, I reckon. I think this is, I think this is better than Comrade Detective. I think this is better than Comrade Detective. It's also weird. because we get Daniel Craig mm. in it. I, I, I feel like this is like pretty close to its best version of itself. Yes. But Comrade Detective is far away from its best. <laughs> like the best version of Comrade Detective is much better than this. Yes. But the actual version of Comrade Detective, I think, is lower than where this got to. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, uh, The Force Awakens. <laughs> this is better, Craig. Yeah, but it's not better than The Force Awakens. Above The Force Awakens is The Golden Compass and then Kings. How is The Golden Compass above The Force Awakens? You were there when we made that decision. I know. I'm sore. This is this is better than Kings. It is better than Kings, yeah. So, is it better than The Golden Compass? Yes. Yeah. 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 It is, isn't it? Mole Flanders. Yep. Defiance. Yes. Really? 
I think so, yeah. This is the storyline in this is much more succinct and it follows the story like Defiance went it feels weird. This yeah, Archangel does sort of it lands its punches. Yeah. Whereas Defiance And like Archangel kind is of a loses little, it at the end of a little bit. bit of a slow burn. But it's a slow burn in that in, in it, if it was just theatrically released, it would still be the same. Like, it wouldn't feel boring if it was just in, in the movies. Yeah, I think there's a two-hour film of this. Well, this is just two hours. It's 40, 40, 40. Pretty much, yeah. 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 There's just three 40-minute episodes. So why it wasn't just a movie, no one, I can't tell you. But yeah. BBC, just low on programming. Like, let's spin this over three weeks. We, just <laughs> need, we need something to go in here. Yeah, yeah all I right. think it's better. Yeah. Um Elizabeth. Obviously not a better film, I don't think. No, I don't think this I don't think this goes above it's Elizabeth. Above, yeah. yeah. But above Defiance? Yeah. Yeah, feels good. Coming in strong at the end here, Daniel. All right. Archangel, number twenty second. Nice. Cool. All right, we did it. We did it. We have done it. Um, so, anything else to add? What do we start off talking about? Not about Archangel, man. I'm going to go watch some... I'll watch some more Mandalorian. Nice. But maybe we shouldn't talk about it. No, we don't need to. Because I don't think... Maybe there's nothing... There's nothing when the there's, season's there's over... There's nothing there for us. When you've finished the season... How many episodes are there? Eight. Okay. The eighth episode comes out in two weeks. Right. Like there's two episodes left. How do you feel about the week the weekly episode release? I I hate it. I, <laughs> I it, can't there's go a back. Part, there's a part of me that just does not like it. But every time, every Friday now, I'm gifted with a new episode of The Mandalorian. True. And throughout the week, I usually watch the episode several times. Wow. So okay. by that time, I'm like, mm. yeah. I guess I think if it's something you love, yes, then it, you can enjoy having it. But spread out that way. When the Lord of the Rings series comes out on Amazon, that has mm. to be bingeable. I want to binge the whole thing. Yeah, that'll. Well, I don't know. See that, I've, and it's probably goes for Mandalorian as well. From your perspective, when something's kind of epic, yeah, it's more justified for it to be an episode a week. There's shows that I'm like mildly into, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll watch this, and then I watch an episode, and that's it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to forget about this. I'm not going to remember this comes out next yeah. Tuesday. I think the way that the the way that the way that Mandalorian is so episodic and like every episode is its own little story that does lead into uh, a higher arch mm. is great. But I think the way I don't know, cause we haven't seen it yet, but the Lord of the Rings series to me, it mean, I feel it was, just, it'll just be a higher arch that you just want to binge the whole thing of. And the first season will just be one big bad. And you just got to get Maybe. to the end of that, like a stranger things Maybe. episode. I remember, I remember back when breaking bad was coming out. I, would I would watch the episode multiple times during the week between that nice. one and the next one, um, but yeah, I'm only in the mood for and I would and I remember doing that with Game of Thrones last year, even last year, even last year, where, where you like you really wanted to make sure you'd absorbed everything from the last yeah all the ninety things minute that episode needed, that you needed to absorb to into the apparently. next one. Do you think Game of Thrones has just sunk without trace culturally? Yes, it has. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> I think that's just punishment. Society has I punished think, Game of Thrones. I think there's been a grieving process, and we've all just been focused on other shit this year. But I think I think we got over it really quickly. I think first of first of all, there'll be the the final books, which will establish, which will inform it a lot. 
But then I think we will need to do a kind of renaissance of just valuing the earlier seasons you know, <laughs> yeah. and just decide where we're going to have a cutoff as a culture. We're like, <laughs> this is where it stops. Everybody knows that we can all after agree, season five. Yeah, the first four, maybe five seasons yeah. is what that show is. And then we can dig into and you know, then we can all do the video essays because <laughs> there's, there's any video essay at the moment is just about how awful the ending was. <laughs> And once we've got that out of our system, then we can go back and enjoy. I think other things happening stuff. in the world this year, though, have helped to allow the world to to move on from mm. the grieving of having a terrible. Yeah, we'll have season. a little bit of a reset. We'll have the great reset that the World Economic Forum keeps talking the about. Great reset. Yeah, get into it, Isaac. It's the fourth industrial revolution. It's happening. Uh, it is a source of constant satisfaction to me that we got to wrap up, quote unquote. Marvel, Star Wars, and Game of Thrones last year before this all happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they knew. I don't think it's that at all, actually. Yeah, this is all part of Bill Gates's plan. I mean, there were enough movies this year that I wanted to see that I didn't get to. Yeah, but they're not final pieces of a massive saga. No, they're stepping stones that will build they're to new a things. A Quiet Place 2. Yeah. Or Black Widow. I really want to see Wonder Woman is coming out. I know. And the reviews are good. I'm keen. 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 Hashtag keen. Hashtag keen. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back next week with another episode of our show. Cool. Goodbye. Bye.